Yefim Rolfman, welcome back to Pittsburgh. It's a joy to see you always. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's great to be back. This time with Mozart, the 22nd Piano Concerto. How's it been going so far? Uh, it's wonderful, you know. It's a really fantastic piece. And the orchestra is fabulous and conductor is great. You know, I'm having a wonderful time. Some people think of you as the powerhouse Rachmaninoff pianist, and you are that. But you also have the supreme delicacy with Mozart. You play Mozart all the time. Not all the time. Actually, it's becoming less and less so. I don't know why, but uh, there was around anniversaries of big round anniversaries of Mozart. There were always more demand for Mozart concertos and Mozart pieces, but but in between there is obviously less. So, I, for instance, this concerto I have in the last 15 years, I must have played it only once or twice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I've played other Mozart concertos, but uh, not that frequently. Mm-hmm. The special features of this one for you. Uh, with Mozart, we always have the winds sound so great in the slow movement. Uh, just lovely stuff all the way along, but for you, incredible, amazing beauty. Oh yeah, it's a complete masterpiece. There is absolutely um, no words to describe the greatness of this of this music. And one particular feature, and it happens actually rare in piano concerto, maybe one more, that there is a slow section in a fast movement, last movement here, and it's a very beautiful interlude. Um, it's it's like an opera a little bit, and uh, it's a. Uh, uh, like a model for so many composers that came afterwards to write a piano concerto. I think that, for instance, Beethoven, we were just talking with Manfred about it, that Beethoven took so much from this for his for his concertos, for in particular the Emperor Concerto and, uh, and the C minor concerto also. There are just so many little things that you can tell he, Mozart influenced. Um, and... Uh, it has its grandeur and it has its poetry and has magic to it, you know. The the way he plays with tonalities in the second movement and the wind interludes are simply sublime. And of course it exposes everything. All of the players are, are heard. Well, the hardest thing in for us musicians to do is to play Mozart because it's so exposed and it's so transparent and it's so pure, you cannot fake it, you know. If you fake it, you can hear it right away. You have to play the music. When will you play Mozart again? Do you have him on your uh, plan for this year? Yes, I do, a couple more times, yes. Mm-hmm. A couple more weeks of Mozart, which is, can't complain about it. And you said you don't play him all the time, but of the concertos, how many approximately do you play? We've got lots to choose from here. Well, I've played uh, maybe six, seven different concertos, you know, maybe more uh, early on, but in recent years, maybe four or five. Well, I hope you'll bring some Mozart another time, but we love whatever you bring. It doesn't matter. Thank it's you. always such a joy. That's why you are family, to help us choose a new Steinway piano. Actually, it's the second time I chose a piano for you. The, the, the other piano, the previous piano, was also chosen by me, and I never forget, about 20, 25 years ago, we brought two pianos from that I selected in Steinway in New York, and Maris Janssens, then music director, was in the audience helping, and we chose between two of us, we chose the one instrument that's still here, I think, 
There was I played on it still last year. It, it had a nice lifespan to it. It was a wonderful instrument. It served very well, all kinds of repertoire, and it, of course was used a lot. But it was time for a new generation to. So we, hopefully, this will be as successful as the previous one. So what was the process of selecting this one? You listened a bit in New York. Well, you know, usually you come to a showroom in the factory in Queens. It's not actually not far from the airport, LaGuardia Airport, and not far from Manhattan. And they usually, in a showroom, they have between six to eight pianos. And uh, you go from one piano to another, and you play it, and you then you go back to it, and... Uh, and then you start eliminating pianos that you don't want. So you end up with two. And it takes a couple of hours, the whole process. Depends. Uh, and then other people are listening and other people have an impact uh, on, uh, they have an, express an opinion. Anyway, to make the story short, they, it's always good to know where the piano goes. So I, since I'm familiar a little bit with the Heinz Hall, I thought I had a good um, chance of selecting a good piano. And I think, um, you know, from first listening today, it was the first time I played it on stage, I'm, I'm very happy, you know, I think it has, uh, has something that is quite uh, unique. It has a nice tone and nice ring to the, to the nice quality of the sound. And uh, it was nice to play Mozart on it. And I think over the period of time it, it will evolve and it will develop. I think we'll have a different, completely different piano six months from now. We'll see how it, hopefully it works very well for this. You never know. This is a mystery. Who else got a vote? Was Emmanuel Axe involved? No, he was not involved in that particular selection, no. Yeah. Mainly you. Well, I was the only pianist in the piano that day. And, uh, you know, just hope that it will work for people and, and all the other pianos that come will love it. The differences between the pianos that you listen to at the showroom and even when it gets here, it must be very, very s small, or do you hear dramatic differences? Sometimes there are dramatic uh, differences, and what's so incredibly interesting is that all pianos are made the same way. And yet they come out differently. You know how does it? You know how does it work? I don't really know. There's no single piano that's like the other piano. They're not. They're not twins, or triplets. You know, they're all very, very different. And and some come out softer. Some come out louder. Some come come out more brilliant. Some come come out. You know, very dry. And you know, I mean, it's it's really in, very interesting process. And. And I sometimes talk to the technicians who uh, who build the pianos, and they said they don't really know why it comes out that way. You know, it must be a, a different wood, different part of the wood, or different forest, or you know, something that you know the wood is uh, it, it doesn't die. Wood is alive. You know, it's like organism, and and, and um, it's, it has those small differences that affect the sound and the quality of the instrument. When the Pittsburgh Symphony was on tour at the end of August, beginning of September, Hélène Grimaud, your colleague, went to the Hamburg Steinway factory. Is the Hamburg Steinway dramatically different than the New York Steinway? Yes, 
it is different. They, uh, but but the difference is they narrowed over the years. I think that very often you find that the homework time is sounds similar to the American, vice versa. Uh, but overall, yes, it is different. I think that I've been to Steinway factory in Hamburg many times, selecting pianos for various orchestras, and one for myself, actually, um, back uh, in the 80s. Um, and it's, uh, those are very different instruments, you know. It's different wood, and different priorities, you know, just the way it is. Hélène Grimaud is taking her own technician and piano around to a lot of places. You're not tempted to go that route to have your own pianist, your own technician, your own piano and a truck that follows you? No. No, I don't do that. I don't have the impulse to do that. You know, I think that the piano, I like to, uh, piano is, you know, my one of my teachers, Rudolf Serkin, always used to say, there are no bad pianos, there are bad pianists. Uh, I don't always agree with that, but there is some truth to it, you know. I think that uh, you have a piano and you play on it. I mean, I think some of the greatest pianists, when you hear their recordings, bad pianos, but they sound like great pianists, you know. They, they can't help it. They, they make any instrument their own. When you hear Richter play or Gilles, you know, it's great pianists. They didn't always get a good quality pianos, you know, playing in Soviet Union, you know, especially. But the way they used it, the way they they made any piano their best friend somehow, even if it was a bad instrument. So uh, I am somewhere in the middle, you know. I think that the good piano helps, uh, but if the piano is also good, we deal with it. And that's how I work at the function, you know. But everybody's different, of course. I am glad that you have chosen our piano for Heinz Hall. Well, I hope it will serve well for the next 20 years, and I, and I hope that the other pianists will enjoy it as much as I did. What else is new for you? What are you looking forward to this season? I look forward to a little bit of a vacation, you know, sometime, because I've been working nonstop since last January, basically, and, you know, I haven't had any weeks off. I spent the whole summer in Europe uh, playing and traveling everywhere and now I'm a US tour and I'm going back to Europe in a couple of weeks. Uh, but I do have enjoy some new repertoire. I have, I have premiered a new piano concerto by a Russian composer uh, Elena Firsova. She lives in London. She wrote me a piano concerto which I premiered in Amsterdam and this was something I look forward to play again. It's turned out to be a really wonderful piece. And I have learned some new repertoire over pandemic. I took time to learn some new repertoire and I learned some new recital programs and I learned another new concerto by Schnitke, Alfred Schnitke, who I've premiered, I played it in Cleveland uh, during pandemic and I'm going to bring it back this spring in Europe, which I also very much look forward to. And there are, going back to Brahms concertos and uh, Schumann concerto, first time in 20 years, again, starting this February. So, and the new recital, but it's a lot of interesting things happening. I'm very excited about it. 
Is New York your home now? It always has been the last 30 years. New York hosted uh, our maestro, uh, Manfred Honig, for Idomeneo at the Met. I know, it was a great success, which is no surprise, of course. I was there last Thursday. I thought you would never know there's a pandemic in New York City now. The city, Times Square mobbed traffic. It's difficult to get a taxi. There are more people in New York now than I ever remember. I mean, this has just been... For some people say that a lot of people left New York. They went to Florida, this and that. It, it may be true, but more people arrived in New York since it's big, more than people left. So, I mean, everything is crowded and hard to get a taxi, of course. And uh, I use a subway which is fine. I do too. I loved it last weekend. It was sensational. Went to the Music Man, every seat full, nobody wearing masks. Yeah, Enormous yeah. ovation, astounding. Yeah, hard to get a ticket anywhere. I mean, people are really love to come back to life, which was uh, to a couple of years of depression. Well, of course, we're concerned about empty seats in some concert halls, but don't you think it's just going to take time for people to get comfortable with coming back and being together again? Uh, you know, every city is different. Every country is different. There's some some places that's still a little slow, but some places are sold out, you know. I mean, I was in Miami last weekend in a big hall. It was sold out, you know. They had a sold-out house, which is why people love to, to go back to work, to life, and to everything. Have you decorated your place with Halloween? No. I have uh, three pianos in my apartment. I think that's enough decorations. No pumpkin? No jack-o'-lantern? <laughs> well, I only will arrive in New York uh, on Halloween day, so there's no time to do it. I'm glad you'll be here for the festivity in but Pittsburgh. But I get a treat from the neighbors. All the best to you, Thank and you. good luck this weekend. Thank you very much. Thank you. Looking forward to it.